Okay. Uh, so like I said before, today we're going to do it a little bit shorter, um, because if you look at Perikhas, Perikhas, they are a little bit shorter, and you'll see why uh, in a moment, and that will be the end of Zerizos, so then we'll move on to uh, Nikias next week, but again, just to recap, we talked about Zerizos, we talked about uh, putting in effort uh, and getting, you know, being eager, being enthusiastic, uh, you know, going out of your way to put in effort to do mitzvos. We pointed out that's the flip side of Zahirus. Zahirus is being careful, right? Thinking about your actions, right? Thinking about Averos, that's for the Los Asses. But for the Mitzvahs Asses, for the, you know, the actions, the Mitzvahs that we want to do, we need to have Zerizos. We need to, you know, put an effort. We need to be uh, excited and enthusiastic. Now, the, the Ramchal pointed out, why do we need that? Because naturally, humans are lazy, inert, stuck where they are, right? And we need effort to kind of, you know, kind of get ourselves, get up and go. Uh, and we also, and once a person, even once a person gets up and goes, uh, they need also to kind of make sure that stays going. Make sure you gotta you gotta complete the mitzvah. And he pointed out there's also a yitzhara to kind of drop uh, things in the middle where we are. Uh, as he said, that zerizus is required both at the beginning to get yourself to go uh, and do mitzvahs, and also uh, in the middle, you know, to kind of uh, make sure that those mitzvahs are actually completed once. Once you started, so I'm here on Parakhes. Uh, if you're in the Green Book in the Feldheim edition, so it's page 46. Uh, but Parakhes, as you can see, is just two pages, and what he's going to say basically is that the same things uh, that helped us acquire Zehirus, uh, right, that helped us be careful about our lives and, and the actions and the isurim and the vayrus that we're doing, those things are also going to help us, right, be be azaris, be, be enthusiastic, be, right, go be proactive. Uh, in doing mitzvah. So let's just, again, right? It's the same thing, right? The, the ways in which you can acquire uh, Zahiris are the ways that you can acquire uh, Zerizos, right? The, again, they're not, they're not, the only difference is that one is by Isurim and one is by mitzvah. So if you remember, just to, just to recap, he said there are three types of people, three things that motivate people. Some people are perfectionists and you just tell them, this is how you can acquire perfection and they'll go do it. Uh, some people are motivated by kavod, uh, and, and you explain to them the glory of the kavod, right, that they're going to have in the next world, right, so they'll avoid the evaders and do them. And so and for the rest of us, right, most of us, right, are motivated by onesh, right, reward of punishment in this world. So if you explain that just like the disaster awaits someone who goes down the wrong path and does a bunch of averos, so you can simply explain to them the reward that awaits for someone right, who does mitzvos, right, and that will motivate them to be as artists, right, to go above and beyond, right, and, and uh, be proactive to do mitzvos. However, second paragraph, Amnam, however, if you want to work specifically on zrizos, on being proactive there is, and about your mitzvos, there is one more thing. And he says, that's Hakara Satov. Right, just to read uh, a line in the middle, Right, of the paragraph, of the second paragraph there, the more you think about all these things, you will realize the obligation, how much we have to be makir tov, we have to thank a Baruch Hu. If a person thinks about how much we owe Hashem, how many uncountable chasadim and miracles right, that Akash Baruch Hu has done for us right, our entire lives, Right, from the miracle of our birth, right, up until the miracle right now that we're breathing and we have a beating heart and we're in good health, etc. So you can't help but be a czar is you can't help but being enthusiastic and proactive about what Hashem wants from you. 
Uh, again, just for, to give an example, I, you know, I told you guys about Eitan's uh, medical emergency in Ghana a couple of weeks ago. So we felt so indebted to the to the Ghana, no, to the to the women who, who helped him, right? We want to tip them even more at the end of the year, even though money's tight right now, and frankly, it's probably you know not great for our bank account. But we feel like we have no choice. How can we not? How could you not? Give these people who helped your kid when he had a medical issue, right? Uh, they, they t- how could I not give them, you know, a good tip at the end of the year? And they weren't doing it for the tip, but how could I not give them a karzatov? So that's the same thing. When we realize how much we owe a kosh baruch how much he's done for us, right? So certainly a, a person can't help but want to do uh, the mitzvahs. Because again, we can't give back to a kosh baruch What can we do? We can be an Evid Hashem. We can follow right, the, the, the path that he set for us. So if a person truly feels that Hashem, that Hashem is, uh, is giving us, that Hashem is accompanying them every step of the way, and everyone has their own story, right? Everyone's got their, you know, I had this and then that and the other thing. And even, even if it seems that it's not dramatic, it is, because Akash Baruch Hu, you know, does everything for us. Right? So certainly that should be a driving force for us to do a vote Hashem, to do the mitzvahs with Jesus, with, enthu- with enthusiasm. Right? That's our way of paying back. Right, that we at least should praise the Kosh Baruch Hu, right, and do and do the person's mitzvahs, because there is literally says the Ramchal continues there is nobody in the third pack of, over here ain lacha adam be'ezam matzav shiyimtza shalo yar yira niflaus v'tovos rabbas b'matzavo there is nobody absolutely nobody whether a person is poor whether a person is rich whether a person is healthy sick etc there is no one who has seen who has not seen uncountable immeasurable kindnesses from our Kosh Baruch Hu. If a person is wealthy or healthy, so amazing. We owe a Kosh Baruch Hu for that. Even if a person is poor, says Ramchal, well, he's still alive, right? He's not poor, so poor that he's starving to death, right? He's still alive, he's still functioning, he's still healthy, right? Hashem isn't allowing this person to die of hunger, right? For a sick person, Hashem is keeping that person alive, right? Even the person, Rahman al God forbid, has given a week to live. So we, we owe a Kosh Baruch Hu for that week. Right? And, and very often those people live longer. Right, that's an open miracle, right? There are stories of people who were given weeks, months, etc. They ended up living years. Right? Tremendous chesed. Again, we, we, it's sobering to think, but Hashem could take us at any time. We, we say this every single morning and probably don't think about it. Right? We say, We give thanks to you, Hashem, right? the living God. Right? You gave us back our soul. Right? You have faith in us. Right? Thank you for letting me live another day. Right? That's sobering. But it's a crucial element of a karzatov, right? That the, again, as I said, I learned from Mr. Jarm with Rav uh, David Miller. So he points out the reason we don't do this because it's human nature to compare. Right? We very often will compare ourselves. Well, I don't have as much money as this, and I don't have. I'm not as healthy as that, and I don't have. You know, I don't look like this, and I don't have this job, and I don't have that. I don't have brains. We human nature is to compare ourselves to other people, right? but we don't realize the incredible things that a Kosh Baruch Hu has given us. Right, just Rav Victor Miller, who is not Rav Miller's relative, but Rav Victor Miller points out that he always says that, well, he doesn't always say he died 20 years ago, but they still send out his emails. So uh, they sell, he says health is wealth. If a person is healthy, he is wealthy. Right? But just the fact that we are able to have working internet and listen to the shir and see each other's faces, it's a tremendous chesed. Right? If a person is able to be objective in their lives, so you realize how much we owe, Kosh Baruch right? and undoubtedly that will help us uh, be uh, be azaris. Um, so in addition, in addition to these three things that he mentioned before by Zahiros, but uh, these three types of people who kind of use their inherent motivations uh, to stay away from Averos, so they will also use that for for, for Metzos. But there is this also this motivating factor right of Akar Zatov, 
right? That will also encourage us and help us uh, be uh, be Okay, Perik test. Bebeir mafsidei has rizos. Right, uh, what are the things that cause a person not to be enthusiastic and proactive and get up and go and do uh, the mitzvah Baruch So again, we mentioned the things that take a person away from uh, zihirus, uh, from being careful. Right? We said the three things that take a person away from being careful about his averos are being overly involved in the physical world, uh, joking around, right? we mentioned that, and also bad chavra. Uh, bad, uh, you know, bad people, bad people influencing you, uh, and that certainly is true for Zrizus as well. Um, but also, again, about Zrizus in terms of what we're talking about now, in terms of taking a person away from being proactive and doing mitzvos, so that we don't have to come up, you know, you, know, you don't have to go far to come up with uh, any chidushim uh, or any difficulties uh, or any difficult pshatim here. Right? We understand. We mentioned that a person's naturally, inherently lazy. Uh, the status quo, inertia, right? That we naturally are like to be in bed and do nothing, right? That that aspect, that physical aspect, reinforces the laziness. That's naturally something that will cause a person not to become a zaris. So the Ramchal kind of lists off like all these things that cause a person to become more physical, right? The desire a person who wants just wants to rest. People just want to be laid back. Uh, people don't like to work. People don't like to put in effort. People like physical pleasures. People like leisure time, etc. Right? He, he, he lists them off, right? Basically, in this uh, in this first paragraph. So people are naturally not zrizim. People are naturally not uh, proactive. Uh, and for the for the pleasure focused individuals, obviously, Avodas Hashem is going to be more difficult to, to get up at six a.m. to go to chakras, uh, you know, to, uh, to fast on a day when you could eat. To uh, to use a guy example, to build a sukkah on a Sunday where you could be watching football, so it's hard, right? It's uh, it's difficult, right? To, to go to a shir, to get up and do a chesed, to go learn something, all of that requires effort, right? Even showing up to a zoom to listen about Mesilas Yisharim, right, requires effort, requires you to stop what you're doing, right? Either you know, either if it's get out of bed or stop what you're watching or whatever it is, that requires effort, right? Even the most effortless dafyomi or any type of learning takes effort not to sit and, you know, stream your, whatever Netflix show you're watching or scrolling through your phone. So, so the Baruch Hashem, so we, we, we have to put in the effort and, and not putting in effort, right, uh, is, uh, is difficult, right? Again, it gives all these examples. I don't want to read the text so much. Like I said before, I don't want to dwell to, so much on the text on the Zoom type of shir, but uh, just on the second paragraph here, if a person... Uh, is naturally, right, or kind of gets used to this type of quote-unquote laziness. It's not really laziness because it's just the natural state of humanity. Right? In Eno Adon Ba'atzmo, they are not their own masters. To do the opposite, meaning to do what is necessary. Fascinating line. So the person who's already almost imprisoned himself with his own tevasheni, with his own second nature. Right, the the hergel, the what he's used to doing, right, his natural kind of just like the way the go with the flow type of thing that we've been talking about, uh, is is almost like a prison. Right, habits can be a prison. Right, they're enormously powerful if they're good habits, but they can be paralyzing if they're bad habits. Right, it's uh, you know a person is whatever. Like I said, the example I always give, even though it's not a great example, right, if every night you spend half an hour on your phone before you go to bed. Right? That's paralyzing. That's what you go to bed thinking about. So, so how do you break your bad habits and your lazy habits? So what Chazal explained, he doesn't write it right here necessarily, but what Chazal explained is that you have to, you have to work on yourself 
But don't wait until you're faced with a choice and the Yitzhahara is upon you, right? Train yourself to be proactive, to be not lazy, to be not stationary when you're not facing uh, a mitzvah, a, be- a vera situation, right? If you have nothing to do on a Sunday morning, so as much as you might not want to hear it, set your alarm half an hour earlier, daven, eat breakfast, there's nothing at stake, right? You're training yourself to get up early. You're training yourself to get out of bed, right? And uh, if you need, you reward yourself, but train yourself when nothing is at stake, right? And, and then you'll be e- it'll be easier for you to kind of push yourself when there is something at stake, right? If you have something going on, if you got an interview, if you got a class, uh, it, tr- get there a little bit early. Train yourself to be proactive, to be... Uh, you know, to kind of be able to overcome this natural physical inclination. A Rebbe of mine, Rav Avram Willig, I'll never forget this. He told me, he told us, he gave us this example when I was showing a bet. He said that he, he met someone who was, he told him a story, the ultimate working on your meatos type of story. He said this guy was laying in bed late at night uh, and he felt like he was hungry. He decided he was, he was really hungry. So he's like, okay, I'm going to get up and go to the fridge. I'm going to get some food. It was like, you know, 12, 1 in the morning. So then he thought, well, that's big taiva. Right, I'm here, I'm ready for bed, I'm exhausted, I'm ready to go to sleep, now I'm going to go have a piece of cake. So he laid back down. But then he thought, well, now I'm being lazy. So you know what he did? Got out of bed, went to the fridge, didn't eat anything, closed the fridge, and went back to bed. That was the ultimate working on his mitos. I mean, he didn't want to be lazy, he didn't want to be gluttonous or whatever. That's what we're talking about over here. That we are we're trying to work on our, our midos when things are not at stake, when it's not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, you have a mitzvah, you have a shir, you have a, an avera, or whatever it is. Right? That's that's the way we should try it, if you can, the way you can try and on work on whatever midah. Right? Pick a single midah, you can't, you can't do it all at once, but pick a single midah, uh, laziness, being on time, anger, whatever it is. And, and when it's things are not at stake, right, think about ways uh, to kind of train yourself to break those bad habits. Now, if you're, if you're on, again, page memchess, an unbelievable line says around Chal. Third paragraph. Adam. A person has to know A person is not in this world to rest. A person is in this world to work. We are here to put in effort, not to break yourself mentally, right? But to work, right? We're not here to take it easy. Certainly, there is plenty of time for relaxation. You can take a vacation. You can have a chilled out summer. That's fine. But it should be in order to get yourself right to the next juncture. Right? There's a benazmanim, certainly. There's a summer break. There's a Pesach break. There's a Sukkot break. But that should serve right to refresh yourself, to recharge, to get ready to work hard next semester. When someone says to me, and I, I say this all the time, not to pat myself on the back. Someone says to me, wow, you look really tired. So I always say, if you're not tired, you're not working hard enough. And I get like a chuckle or whatever, but I really feel like that. Like person, we are supposed to work in this world. Personally, it's a little bit of a sickness I have. I'm always on to the next project. I always need a project. Writing, music, podcast, whatever it is. I always need a project to be working on. Right? Maybe I should learn more. That's fair. But I always need to be moving, doing something. And, and that's the, the attitude that Ramchal says, that you always need to look to work. You always have to be looking to, to make yourself a better person, a better Jew. And it says over here, and the last paragraph on the page, right? You have to think of life and Avodah Hashem as if it's a job, right? If you have a job to do, you got to do the job. If a person doesn't do the job he's hired to do, chas v'shalom right? You get fired, right? A person has a responsibility to show up to work and make sure the jobs get done, 
so the other example he gives, uh, if you look on page Bentes, and I think the Lubavitcher Rebbe was famous for uh, making this famous, he said, like a soldier, right? Like you're in God's army, right? Soldiers don't sit down and have three, four course meals every single day, right? You eat what you got to eat at your desk, right? You sleep as much as necessary and you get yourself ready for battle at all the times. Right, that's uh, that's a vor- the beginning of Parshas Kiseitze. It might be a little uh, a little too early to say that. Maybe we'll save it for the Parshas here. But the beginning of Kiseitze talks about Kiseitze when you go out to war against your enemy. And Chazal explained it's talking about the Yitzhahara, that fighting the Yitzhahara is a war, and it's always upon us. Uh, so Ramchal just ends this paragraph with a you know pretty well known pasuk in Eov. I try not to say it's famous because it's only famous if you've heard of it. <laughs> but he says Kila Adam Amal Yulad. Person is born to work. That's it says now it's in Eov, so it's a little bit depressing because Eov was afflicted with a lot of things. But that line is is legit. And now just continue on. If if a person trains himself to think like this, Kishi Yargilatzmo. If that if that's how you train and that's what your habits are like, so then Avodas Hashem becomes easier. Right? Your life is more fulfilling. Um, and if you train yourself to be a Zaris, so you're as, it makes being a Zaris when it comes to mitzvos, right, all, all the easier. Right? You're prepared for it. Right? So Chazal say, right, in Perkyovos, that the way of the Torah is, that a person has to eat, or should eat, bread with salt, just drink water, you should sleep on the floor. So if Miller felt, it doesn't mean that a person needs to afflict himself. It doesn't mean that your diet should be only bread with salt, only water, sleep on the floor, it's uncomfortable. No, what it, what it means is that a person needs to kind of wean themselves off right, physical pleasures. Right? Don't be overly gluttonous. Right? That will prepare yourself, that will affect your preparedness right, to do mitzvahs and avoid averos. Again, it's just pure logic. Right? If a person is overly physical... Uh, their physical desire, their their need for just uh, let's say food, right, overweighs right uh, any other consideration, right? If the, that weighs more heavily, it's over harder to overcome. And issues of kashrus and issues of fasting or whatever it is, right? If a person is not as physical and doesn't necessarily need uh, all this physical food, uh, let's say just for an example, so it's easier to fast to avoid kashrus shilas or whatever. Uh, again, Rav Miller felt that the point is just not to need these things. Right, the ridiculously comfy mattress, the four-course meal, etc. Obviously, if that's what you need, right, if that's how you're raised, and that's what you need and able to sleep well and learn well and be refreshed and do mitzvahs, so you should take advantage of the comforts that Baruch Hashem, Hashem has blessed you. But at the same time, there definitely is something that you can wean yourself off and train yourself right, to kind of survive on a little bit less. Right, again, I'm not telling everybody to move out of the house and, and move into a slum, but training yourself to need less it's chashev. Again, just think about it. You guys all made do with less in set. Right? There is no Starbucks in Israel. There is no, well, maybe you had American mattresses. I don't know, whatever. But that's not, that's not my tchufa. But you didn't have your room to yourself. The food is different, but you all did great. So it's possible and it's valuable, says the Ramchal, to train yourself right, not to necessarily need all the comforts that you're necessarily accustomed to having. Again, there's nothing wrong with being comfortable and enjoying the food. And Hashem has given us food that we enjoy. And that's good. That's great. But there is what to be said for, uh, you know, kind of paring down slightly in a way that, again, in a way that doesn't affect your avodas Hashem and your, your energy to do mitzvot and to go learn and work, etc. Uh, to kind of train ourselves to not need the 16th coffee or whatever it is. Uh, it's not a good example, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. Now, switching gears a little bit. Uh, if you're on, if you're following the text on on, on Daf Mem Tes, 
the middle paragraph. Od There's one more thing, says Ramchal, that stops a person from being proactive and getting up and going and going and doing mitzvahs and, and getting out there. And that is fascinating. I never would have thought of this on, on my own, but, but I think it's MS, is the fear of the unknown. Is that a person says, how can I be a czarist? How can I get up and go? There are so many problems in the world, and I'll inevitably bump, I'll inevitably bump into one of these problems. Sometimes it's the weather, there are car accidents, there's illnesses, there's, there's all this type of stuff the Ramchal lists. Uh, the wind, he says, uh, maybe there was bad, I guess part of the weather. Okay, basically, as a result of a person's laziness, a person makes all type of excuses, and they have all types of fears and, and nervousnesses that parallelize themselves uh, from acting uh, and, do, and getting up and going and doing mitzvahs. And certainly, just to take an easy example, because we just saw this, all of us experienced it, we saw this with COVID. Right? At the beginning, sure enough, you know, just to take a guy example, everybody stayed home from shul and that was appropriate. There were signs all over Harnof, right? Malachamaves Barachov, the angel of death is out in the streets. And we all stayed home. But, slowly but surely, right? Again, Baruch Hashem after the vaccines, etc., etc., right? Again, all, all of a sudden, the, the excuse of, oh, there's corona out there started to weaken. Right? I can't go daven, I can't go learn. First, people were wearing masks in shul, and that was fine. And then there was a, vi- a vaccine, and then you know, people stopped wearing masks, but people weren't really getting so sick. At, at some point, right, using the excuse of COVID right, not to come to shul right, is a little ridiculous. Right? I, a couple weeks ago, I davened in the shul in Yerushalayim, and they had a guard at the door handing out masks, and you couldn't come in unless you were wearing masks. And listen, God bless them, but, uh, you know, listen, after four vaccines and everybody's wearing three masks and there's 16 feet of social distancing, at some point, it's, it's time to let go. In Ekhanami, again, I'm not, I'm not downplaying it, obviously, if things are dangerous, so yeah, stay home, 100%. But it, it, we see that people just paralyze themselves with fear. And again, there are many examples of this. I don't mean to pick on, you know, people who are nervous about COVID, but it's just, it's just an easy one. It's just, it's just, a, just a recent one. So, and, and so he quotes over here, Shlomo Melech said best. Right, he said, Amar HaTzel, someone who is lazy, someone who is not, you know, has this natural inertia in him, Shachal Baderach, Ari Ben There's a young lion on the road, there's a big lion waiting in the dark, between the, in the alleyways between the streets. Right, a person will always think there's something out to get me. And he says that's not because a person is inherently fearful, he says it comes from a place of laziness. A person is looking for excuses. Now, uh, he, he explains though, Says Ramchal again. He's not. Uh, he's not just throwing this out here to rip on people. He says, "Why is this so bad? Right? Why shouldn't you be super careful? Right? Maybe we should take every precaution in the book." Right? Again, the pasuk says, "Right, That pasuk is by Bodazara, but okay, whatever. He quotes it over here. Right, a person has to take care, make sure they they stay healthy, and maybe you shouldn't go to Dafyomi because the guy will next to you will be sick and you'll get pneumonia and you'll end up in the hospital. And I don't know, whatever." Right? There's, I mean, there's a certain element of risk in everything, right? So, so what? So what's a shot? So he says at the end, again at the end of that fourth paragraph, Ukfar, right? The pasuk in Tehillim, Betach Bashem Vasetov, right? Trust in a Kosh Baruch and do and do good. Shechan Eretz Ureemuna, right? Again, that the Shechan Eretz dwell on the land Ureemuna and be from Lashon not Ra'ah, but Ure'e from Lashon of sustain yourself with Emuna. Right? And that's uh, sustain. You have to rely on your immunity be talking to Baruch That yeah, theoretically, there's percentages for everything, but you can't not live your life. I, again, just to go back to the COVID for a second, I felt terrible for people who, for godless people during COVID. 
I, I literally, I thought about this a lot, that people who didn't have any emunah and bitachon didn't have any faith to kind of fall back on. What do they, what do, they do? Right? Who, I'm sure it was terrible for them. Right? The home alone, probably with their, if they had a family, great. If not, I mean, no emunah, no bitachon. Right? What, do you, what do you do during that time? Right? We at least can say, okay, Gosh Baruch Hu, you know, you, you've got this. Right, and we'll we'll put our faith in you. Right, we go and do mitzvos. We rely on rely on the shkach and whatever happens happens. And Karsh Baruch Hu's got his back. Right, the Gemara says shluchim mitzvah in anizokin that that uh, that people who do mitzvos don't get harmed. But I don't know if he didn't have that faith. I, I really I really feel terrible for people. Um, so that's what we do. Uh, just to, again, if you're following along the text, on, on the last paragraph, I just want to read it again. I know I usually am not doing so much text. It's because the paragraphs the paragraphs are a little bit shorter. Uh, and also, the, some of these lines are really just great. Um, it says at the end of uh, page Mentes, Kil Shaldava. What's the rule? He says, A person has to make himself aray. He has to make himself or herself temporary. And his avoda, his avoda Hashem, that's the kavua. That's the permanent. That's the more important part. Right? You should be. Right? You should be happy and, and with all the, the physical things that come to you. You should take with which whatever comes to you. You should be stay away from you know, resting too much. And get close to the work. And you should live with and don't be nervous of all the things that happen at any certain time. Meaning, if a person views that they're own life and preservation is paramount, then you'll stay in bed all day, you'll avoid any risk whatsoever, right? you can't uh, fast in Yom Kippur because you need to eat to live, you can't go to shul because the guy next to you might be sick, you can't learn too much because you need your rest, and ain't it ever so, if it'll ever end. But if you view the Avodah Hashem as the Iker, so, and the world is just a means in order to perform mitzvos and avodas Hashem, and as we said, talked about the pros door to get to Olam Haba. So then you'll be able to go throughout the world, live your life, do the mitzvos, and uh, and that that's what that's the attitude that we need to have. And again, even though this seems to be against some of our natural instincts, right? Even if the doctor says spending your entire life pouring over Gemara right, is going to mess up your spine, you end up with scoliosis, and your health will deteriorate. Well. There are a lot of Gedolim who lived into their 90s and, and sometimes more than that, right, with full range of mind. So, okay, so, you know, that we can't get overly caught up uh, with things in the physical world and, and the dangers uh, involved. But, Ramchal is very aware that there is a certain balance that's necessary, right? He quotes over here, There definitely is a concept of protecting yourself, right? You don't need to be a rational uh, in your Amunah B'dachon. Yes, you have to have Amunah Akash Baruch Hu, but you can't just... You know, no one says you can walk into Ramallah and be like, Hashem will protect me. Right? We don't say that a person can go out into a snowstorm and shorts and a t-shirt for three hours and assume they won't get sick. So where do you draw the line, says Ramchal? Right? Where, on the one hand, yes, it's, you have to live your life. On the other hand, you know, there certainly is... We don't say that you can just disregard all the physical, all the natural laws and assume that Hashem will, will do miracles for you. So says Ramchal, there's fear and there's fear. Again, we started off by saying that an unnecessary fear causes a person not to be azarius, causes a person not to go out and do mitzvahs. Right? So there's fear and there's fear. There needs to be a balance. Right? There's proper fear and there's idiotic mishugana fear. Right? There's emunah bitokan and Hashem and there's recklessness. Right? But if a person chooses to ignore that and be mafkir himself, or a person chooses to ignore right, all the natural rules, that's not bitokan, that's being an idiot. 
Right? The person is a chote, says Ramchal. Hashem gave us a seichal to figure out the normal course of living versus what's considered absurd. Right? For example, we all travel in a car, even though car accidents are getting more dangerous than ever. What do we do? We put on a seatbelt, we drive carefully, and that's assumed to be the normal precautions. We use our seichal. Problem is, again, that for the crazy example, it's fine. But how do you know where to draw the line? Right? Sometimes the line is grayer. And again, I admit, with, with corona, with COVID, it, it, it's definitely a gray line. Again, I, now, two years later, I can, you know, quote unquote, make fun of people, even though I'm not really making fun of people who are still wearing masks. But it was certainly devastating and dangerous at, at, for a very long time. Right? And at some point, okay, it shifted to not being as dangerous. So, so where do you draw the line? So, again, just uh, the Ramchal writes, right, he quotes a Gemara Psachim, and then Rav Miller, my Rebbe, explained it in an amazing way. He had a fascinating line. So the Gemara Psachim says that there's something called Shriach Hezekah, that if damage is common, right, so then the Allahs are different with, uh, you know, with, with damaging, etc. So it says Rav Miller, how do you know which is Meshuga fear and which is normal, healthy fear? He says, just in English, is something a possibility or is something a probability? It's a great way to explain it. If something is theoretically possible, it's theoretically possible for planes to crash, but it's not probable, right? The numbers with one of the unbelievable open miracles of our modern day is the reliability of planes. Planes, flight in general, should be stupidly dangerous. You are sitting in the air, 30,000 feet in the air, sometimes for four, five, six, 12 hours. And it's like, you don't even feel it. It is nuts how many planes take off in a, just in America alone, forget the entire world. And the fact that there's a 99.999% reliability rate on, on planes, even more, is one of the great nisim of our generation. Okay, whatever. I'm, I'm, but it's possible for a plane to crash, but it's not probable. Right, so people take planes all the time. Right, but if you go out into a blizzard with a t-shirt and shorts and the snow's up to your knees and you stand there for three hours, it's probable that you're going to get sick. So that's the rule. If something is possible, so then take it easy. Theoretically, it's possible for lightning to strike you when you're going to walk to visit your grandmother. But it's not probable, so okay. If it's, po- if it's probable that you're going to get in trouble or you're going to have issues, so then, okay, that's a normal, healthy fear, and then you could uh, take the proper precautions. Ramchal writes over here, we have a similar rule in Kashrus, right? We have something called that if you don't see the reyosa, if you don't see the psul, right, again, that halach is by kashrus, by an animal, let's say, for example, if you're checking the animal's lungs, one of the things that makes an animal trafe is that the lungs have, let's say, a hole in it or whatever, just to make it very simple. So if you don't see the hole, Right? We don't assume it exists. Right? Very often, some, some girls, definitely, especially at the beginning of the year, they come, Rabbi, my whole kitchen is trafe. Okay, what happened? I don't know, I don't know, but it's definitely trafe. Okay, so we, if you didn't see anything, so we don't assume that things went bad. That's a rule, that's a rule in, in kashas. So the same thing over here, right? Again, as Shlomi quotes over here, Shlomo Mishlei, the Arum Ra'avinistar, a wise man sees evil and hides. But he doesn't presume that evil is hiding in every dark alleyway and corner, right? People say, uh, they come to Israel, they're, they're not going to take buses in Israel because uh, they blow up, Rahman al-Islam. Okay, maybe during the Intifada, then it was unfortunately common and, pr- I don't know about probable, but it was more than possible that, okay, so that was a normal, rational fear uh, 20 years ago when I was shown a bet. But now, Baruch Hashem, everything is good. 
So if it gets to a point where where the damage is common, so then that's a perfectly appropriate fear, and you should take precautions. But if it's not, so then otherwise, says the Ramchal, that's a person's being lazy, and he's making uh, he's making excuses. He said Chachamim already, right? Chazal already. Uh, just fast forwarding a little bit, Chazal already um, kind of basically explained this to us, and he said that in the Medrash in Tvarim Rabbah says there's no end to rationalization. I'm over here. I'm gonna skip a, a bit, a little bit ahead. I'm on page Nun Aleph over here at the bottom. Um, that Chazal in Tvarim Rabbah says the person says to you, Rebbe, Rebbe's in town. Well, I don't really want to drive to the other neighborhood. There's, it could be a car accident, just to use a modern example. It's not what he says here. But uh, they tell the person, well, your Rebbe's in the neighborhood. Oh, I'm afraid of getting mugged while I'm walking. Well, your Rebbe's in your house. Well, if I go, the door will be locked. But the door is open. Nah, I'd rather sleep a little bit more. Meaning there's, there's, a, there's no end to a person's rationalization. He says a, a great line, says Ramchal. It's, it's not the fear that causes the laziness. It's the laziness that causes the fear. Um, and that's what we're trying to guard against, that a person shouldn't be overly fearful. A person should get himself or herself up and moving and realize that you don't have to worry uh, about all the, the, the potential pitfalls uh, that might happen if, if you leave your house and go do mitzvahs. Right? There's no limit uh, to the rationalizations. There's no limit to the examples you can you know, make. And you can all see, you can all think of someone in your own life, not in general, but someone who has one irrational fear. Uh, and rationalize why they can't do X, Y, Z, and mitzvah. The trick, obviously, uh, is to recognize it within yourself, right? And that, obviously, as you might imagine, right, the way to recognize it within yourself is to think about it, right? It's just to analyze whether you have a good reason for missing that lachayim or vort or whatever it is, or if you're just being lazy and selfish or whatever. So the Ramchal just finishes off this uh, discussion, um, uh, w- explaining why he put Zerizus after uh, Zahirus. Right, again, Zerizos was again, getting up and going and doing mitzvot, and Zerizos was being careful and avoiding uh, Averos. He said, theoretically, you might argue it'd be better to push a person to be proactive and go do mitzvot, and then teach them what to avoid. So he points out that it doesn't work like that. That, again, if you're building this ladder here, the ladder of the Mesil Zisharim, uh, and we're trying to grow and get higher and, and, and get closer to Kosh Baruch Hu, right, a ladder has rungs. Right, the first rung we pointed out is Torah. That a person needs to know right, what is good, what is evil. You have to have the proper perspective. What are the proper goals in life? Uh, you have to know that you have to climb. And the second thing you need to do is to be a Zohar. You have to be careful to avoid Averos. Again, because being careful, says Ramchal over here at the end, being careful about your life will, is the only thing that will enable a person to get up and go and be proactive. Right? Because a person who's not excited, who's not careful right, about their life, right, if you don't take life seriously, right, you don't think about it, and think what the goal is, so it's very hard to be motivated and excited uh, to go get up and do good things. Right? A person who's still stuck in the physical, right? he's not thinking about the choices that they're making in life, right? so they don't want to change. Right? Their habits, they're not thinking about changing their habits or, or avoiding certain activities. So their habits are not going to aid them, right? quite the opposite. Right? They're living their lives, they don't want to change, they don't want to put in the effort. Right? They're not going to take action to uproot this natural laziness and kind of national, natural inertia that we have. But if someone who's already taken the steps to understand that their life has meaning, that their action has meaning, that they should be careful and kind of analytical about how they spend their time. They start doing cheshbon efesh, etc. Then, and then already moving up the ladder to Zerizos, then that's possible. Right? Then it makes a lot of sense that a person will go and be proactive about their life. Once you're sitting down with a pen and paper and thinking about what do I want, right? so then it makes more sense to encourage a person uh, to get up and go. And that's what he says. Why David HaMelech, right? he wrote, Sur Meira Vaseh Tov. At first you have to avoid the, the evil uh, and only then 
uh, can you talk about uh, getting up and doing mitzvahs? Because at that point, you're already excited and trying to think about right how to how to you know kind of fix your life and how, not fix your life, but how to lead your life and kind of think about which direction you're going in. Okay, that is uh, the end of this. I guess it wasn't as short as I thought it would be. Uh, but that's the end of Parak Tess. Uh, next week we'll go on to uh, Nikios. Um, I